Hi, this is Jerome Gilmartin, JMJ Catholic Radio, bringing local and EWTN Catholic programming to northeastern and central Pennsylvania. Welcome to another In the Father's Hands program with host Mary-Kate Grady. And today, Mary-Kate welcomes a guest known and loved by a great multitude of EWTN viewers and listeners, as well as JMJ Catholic Radio listeners, including me and, of course, Mary-Kate. And he is Ralph Martin, president of Renewal Ministries, with co-host Peter Herbeck, their program, The Choices We Face, is the longest-running Catholic television program in the world. And it's seen on five continents on national and local cable networks, independent broadcast stations, and international satellites, including including EWTN, as well as on YouTube and the Renewal Ministries website. Having obtained a doctorate in theology from the Angelicum in Rome, as well as other advanced degrees. Ralph, he's a professor of theology at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And he was appointed by Pope Benedict XVI to serve as a consultor to the Pontifical Council for the New Evangelization. A prolific writer, one of his most recent books, A Church in Crisis, Pathways Forward, shows five stars on Amazon with over 600 reviews, including this one. Brilliant and disturbing. This book just might save your Catholic soul. And he lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan with his wife, Anne. They have six children and 19 grandchildren. Mary-Kate? Thank you so much, Jerry. Uh, We're pleased, of course, again to be with you all this week uh, for another one of our program, In the Father's Hands. And before we branch into everything else, I just want to remind everyone that if they have any questions or feedback for our program here in the Father's Hands, you can feel free to email us at in the Father's Hands podcast at gmail.com. And also, uh, please remember to keep JMJ in mind when you feel inspired this month or throughout the year to make a donation. We're so thankful to have Catholic Radio in the Diocese of Scranton, and please help us keep that going. And if you're interested in making a donation, you can always give a call over to the studio, 570-287-4670. And thank you in advance for your support and your donation. And please get the word out there to everybody else about Catholic Radio. Um, and as we like to start each of our programs, um, reflecting on the promise made to us by Jesus in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10. And Jesus tells us, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And we just want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for that promise that's made to us, that assurance that you're guiding our lives, that you're holding us in your hands. And I would like to invite everybody um, to carry that beautiful passage with you throughout your day and your week, um, knowing that you're always being held and loved by the Father, um, being cherished, and um, the deep meaning that each one of our lives has. 
And I'm really grateful today to have Ralph Martin joining us. Thank you so much for coming on, Ralph. Oh, it's great to be with you. And we're so happy to have you join us and you, amongst many others, um, to share just, you know, God, God's presence in your life, how he's um, been there and supported you and, and just held you in his hands, as Jesus promised us, us in the Gospel of St. John. And I always like to start, Ralph, with asking my guests what one of their, a lot of people share more than one, but which uh, is their favorite Bible passage and why? Sure. Well, the one you read there is pretty special, I must admit. You know, what what can beat eternal life, you know? <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Uh, the one, though, that has made the most difference for me in my life is from Luke chapter 12. You can also find it in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus says, unbelievers are always worried about what they're going to eat, what they're going to wear, you know, what the future might bring, we might add. But then Jesus says, I say to you, Seek first the kingdom of God and his holiness, and these other things will be added as well, because your Heavenly Father knows you need these things. So this this isn't like a promise of the prosperity gospel, but it's an amazing promise that God the Father is going to provide us with whatever we need to fulfill the purpose for which he created us. You know, he's going to give us everything we need to carry out the, the purpose he has for our lives. And I, that's just been really important. That passage really came to mind very strongly when I was engaged to be married and only had a part-time job and was living in an apartment with three other guys in Ann Arbor. And I was sitting on the floor one day, you know, just saying, Lord, how is this going to work? I'm, I'm going to get married. I only have a part-time job. You know, how is this going to work? And I just felt like the Lord gave me that, that scripture passage and really... It was a promise, and I have to tell you, that's been the foundation of our married lives, you know, and that's been the foundation of my life, my wife's life, and that's that's where we're trying to live every day, trusting in God the Father, trying to, to do His will, trying to live a life of holiness, trying to obey Him, and, and knowing He's going to provide what we need. So we're not, we're not living in anxiety about what's going to happen in the culture, what's going to happen in the world, what's going to happen in the church. You know, we, we really believe that God's providence is over the whole situation, that there's nothing happening that doesn't happen under the providence of God. Even the, the negative things that, that are happening, right. he's permitting to bring a purpose out of. So it's just trust in the Father's providential love and care. Absolutely. And that, that passage is such a game changer because um, you, you see the difference it makes in your life when you do trust in God, like the courage you have to move forward on things where other mm-hmm. people would fear to trod because you have this this amazing promise which like everything depends on it but mm-hmm. it, but you can just proceed forward and do impossible things you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and yeah. that's really been true in my own life like uh you know I, I grew up in a really good catholic family in northern new jersey and uh i went to catholic grade school and i believed everything the nuns taught me and they taught me good stuff and it was really the father caring for me, giving me that kind of start in life. But, you know, as I, as I got older and hit puberty and, you know, got into high school and college, things became kind of confusing and I began to drift away. And then finally, when I was a senior at at the university of Notre Dame, uh, a friend invited me to make a cursillo, you know, which is like a weekend retreat that came out of Spain, renewable, but probably it's, it's there in the Pennsylvania area too. 
And uh, yeah, and and on that cursillo, uh, I didn't think I'd get anything out of it. You know, I was a philosophy major. You know, I thought it wasn't going to be intellectual enough. And all I can tell you is, at a certain point, I, I just felt like this Jesus who people were talking about. He was like really there, you know, in, in that right. retreat in that retreat house, and I, I just felt like, wow, if Jesus is really alive, if, if he's really raised from the dead, my my intellectual search has just come to an end because if Jesus is the Lord, the the only sensible response to make to him is total surrender, you know, and and writing him a blank check and just turning my my life over to him and my future and 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 like you said you know you know i had plans for my life i had you know i was on a track to become a college professor and uh i was going to go to princeton the following year which i did for for a year but i i just knew i needed to just open my future to the lord because he's the lord you know and at eventually a certain point a friend of mine made a, a summer job at a benedictine monastery in upstate new york mount savior monastery and we were bailing hay all summer and we just felt like the lord kept bringing us the scripture passage sell all you have and come follow me and we felt for sure that we shouldn't do that because we shouldn't take it literally and so we we talked to the prior of the monastery at the end of the summer and he totally shocked us by saying hey if you feel like that's what the lord's asking you to do that's what you should do so we Wow. Gave, gave up our fellowships. He was going to Yale. I was going to Princeton, and uh, and we just started hitchhiking across the country. Wow! <laughs> and and now it was. I must admit, it's probably the best time in our life to try to obey that scripture passage because we hardly had anything to sell. You know, we were kind of <laughs> poor students, but uh, yeah. we ended up in Kansas City, where the first national conference of the Curcio movement was happening. And this Franciscan priest totally surprised us by asking us to give the opening and closing talks of the Curcio Convention, which is wow. really kind of really crazy for him to do that. You know, yeah. we were in our early 20s. And then they set up the uh, first the National Office of the Curcio Movement in Lansing, Michigan. They invited us to come and work there. That's how we got to Michigan. And there's lots of other twists and turns in the story. But, you know, when you surrender to the Lord and say yes, there's no telling where he's going to take you, but he's going to take you where you need to be and where you can do the best good. And that key is just trusting, right? You know, putting your putting your hands in his, and then just, you know, there's, of course it's like, you know, we don't always feel confident in it. Sometimes we feel a little shaky, but, like, yeah. he, he keeps his promises. Right, right, absolutely. And he, he even tells us, don't don't try to figure out ahead of time, like he says, if they bring you before kings and, and rulers, don't don't try to plan out ahead of time what you're going to say. You know, when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will show you what to say. So try to learn how to live with our daily bread. You know, when we say the Lord's Prayer, give us a stay our daily bread. We need our daily physical bread to live each day. We need our daily spiritual bread to, whether it's the Eucharist or well, we just need the grace for the day. And uh, just try to live a day at a time, you know, because it's really a, a very main message of Scripture, both Jesus and also the apostles. Like Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, make your needs known to God, and the peace of Christ will guard your heart. You know, I think that's Philippians chapter 4. But anyway, uh, it's just 
the Lord wants us to live in daily trust. He wants us to live in daily confidence and not try to figure out ahead of time, what if this happens or what if that happens or what do I do if this happens? You know, just knowing that he'll give us what we need each day. Jesus himself said, sufficient for the day are the troubles of that day. <laughs> you know, so, so, yeah. Yeah, agreed. And and you already, uh, the one question I like to ask people, which we've already kind of jumped right into there, Ralph, is, um, I always like to ask people, what are, like, some ways that you really feel like God has, um, like, had his hand in your life or guided your life? And you're, you've already been sharing that, but I don't know if there's any other um, experiences or ways that you really felt God strongly guiding your life or felt his presence in your life. Yeah. Well, I, I say there's been a lot, a lot of other times uh, after I... I started working for the Curcio movement. I was also doing campus ministry at Michigan State University uh, for St. John's Student Center. And then uh, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal broke out, and quite a few Michigan State Catholic students got involved. And uh, we, we hooked up with uh, Notre Dame, and we had a first big national conference together. And But the, the pastor at, at the student center uh, really got freaked out by some of the excitement that was happening amongst the students and 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 we were and he fired us you know and and we did we we didn't know until we got back from a training session in colorado we found that the locks on our doors had been changed we were renting a a first floor apartment and our our stuff had been moved out and we took us several days to find out what happened but he basically told the real estate agent these guys are not coming back give their apartment to somebody else. So so we spent that summer digging a sewer line in uh, Williamston, Michigan, which is halfway between East Lansing, well, on the way to Ann Arbor. And and eventually the Catholic chaplain at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, which is about 60 miles up the road further east towards Detroit, said, you know, would you guys come and work on the staff of St. Mary's Student Chapel here? And we said, well, we just got fired from the same job, you know, at Michigan State. <laughs> are you are you sure you want the controversy that's going to happen when students start getting excited about Jesus? And he said, look, nothing's working here. I don't care what happens. Do whatever you want. So we moved to Ann Arbor, and that's where I am to this day. And that's how we got there. And, you know, all kinds of other things began to happen after that. But that's, you know, there's just been many twists and turns, but I, I just... I just see the hand of the Lord, you know, on the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, those, maybe. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, and, you know, that's the story you just said kind of exemplifies the whole idea of, you know, when you put your trust in God and move forward, it doesn't always roll smoothly. Right, right. And, you know, something that maybe looks like bad and a disaster could be the Lord's way to guiding you to something else, you know. And when, when one door closes... He's probably got another door he's going to open for you, so just be kind of looking for it. Sure, yeah. I think it's easy sometimes to get discouraged when things don't work out right away. Mm -hmm. There's a tendency to just want to stop or think you're kind of going down the wrong track. Yeah. I think a lot of times with God, there's a lot of, um, you know, he's he's patient. He doesn't necessarily rush things like we like to. Right, right. So we have to hang in there sometimes or all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, Faith will be tested. You know, Scripture says that your faith will be tested. But when it's being tested, when we don't see the way forward, when we 
aren't sure that the Lord is still remembering us, that's when we need to just dive down deeper, reaffirm our trust in the Lord. You know, John of the Cross talks about dark nights, and sometimes there's, there's times where the Lord purposely removes our experience of his presence or his love or his favor or his guidance and give us a chance to go deeper in believing, hoping, and loving. You know, blessed are those who believe without seeing. And sometimes if we're seeing all the signs of God's providential care, our faith is encouraged, but it just stays at a certain point. So sometimes the Lord takes away the seeing, the feeling, the experiencing, so we can just believe based on the promise of Christ without seeing, feeling, or experiencing. And and that really deepens our faith and deepens our union with the Lord, deepens our surrender to Him. So He even uses those times uh, to to draw us deeper. Absolutely, yeah. I I wanted to ask you: um, Is there a certain uh, maybe a prayer or a, a spiritual book or devotion that you do, Ralph? That um, uh, you know, really leads you close to God or is very dear to your heart that you could maybe share with the listeners? Well, after about 20 years having left grad school, uh, I decided to take one theology class at Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit on ecclesiology, how renewal movements relate to the wider church. And then the the academic dean at the time, who's now the Bishop of Lansing, and that's the diocese I live in, said, why don't you stay and get a master's degree in theology? So while I was getting a master's degree in theology, that was a strange turn. I wasn't expecting ever to go back to graduate school, and that's how it happened. I was taking a class on Catholic spirituality, and I, I had to read a book by John of the Cross. And so uh, I had tried to read John of the Cross, you know, 20 years earlier, right after I experienced that conversion through the Curcio. And it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. It seemed kind of dark and negative. And, but this time I read another book by him called Spiritual Canical. And I remember I was doing my homework in Zurich, Switzerland. I was traveling on a mission. I was doing my homework for class. And I remember reading Spiritual Canical. And all the lights going on and that that led to a 10-year journey of trying to read everything that john of the cross and Teresa of avila and catherine of santa these other doctors of the church about the spiritual journey and then i said you know what uh if we could ever put together in one book in a clear orderly way the combined spiritual wisdom of these doctors of the church you'd have the most amazing guidebook. And so I, it took me 10 years, but I, I wrote this book that I always wanted to have, and it's called The Fulfillment of All Desire, uh, a, guidebook, a guidebook for the journey to God based on the wisdom of the saints. And uh, it's, it's the best-selling book that a mass road publication has ever published. Uh, that's, you know, St. Paul's Center for Biblical Theology of Scott Hahn, and right, uh, it's right. been translated into a lot of different languages, and... Uh, EWTN had me do a TV series on it, and there's an audio book on it, so it's just, it continues to to be a resource for people, so I, I would recommend that don't waste time on secondary stuff, but go to the best stuff the Catholic Church has, but it's hard to just pick up one of these doctors of the Church without some orientation, so, so that's what this book tries to do, it tries to put in clear, orderly, 
understandable language, the best wisdom the Catholic Church has about growing in union with the Lord. So I would recommend to people getting the book, The Fulfillment of All Desire. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on our website, renewalministries.net. You can get it you know, almost anywhere. Thank you so much for writing that book, because I do, I have gotten to read um, some more, mostly St. Teresa of Avila, and it is, it is challenging to read. And when you're reading it, you know that it's, it's gold, but sometimes you're like, I'm not quite sure like, what she's trying to say here. Right. It's really helpful to have a book that is going to kind of be the bridge to lead you into understanding it, you know. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, you kind of say, gee, I think I know what she's talking about, but I'm not sure, you know. Am I a contemplative, you know, what's really contemplation, you know, and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm so happy to be able to offer this book because I think it helps people quite a bit. Yeah, and I just, if you wouldn't mind, Ralph, as we're kind of winding down the program here a bit, um, I, if you wouldn't mind speaking maybe just for a few minutes about um, the most recent book, if I'm correct, that you wrote about the church in crisis. Yeah. And of course, it's a very big book, and there's many um, elements to discuss in it, but it, um, just if you maybe could give us like one takeaway from that book of sure. encouragement to people to help them us to move forward. Yeah. Well, I think there's just a lot of fear, anxiety, confusion in people's minds today. Like, what's going on in our culture? What's going on in our country? Why is all this stuff happening? It seems kind of strange and weird and and evil. Uh, What's happening in our church? It seems like there's confusion in our church. It seems like there's confusion in Rome. How can we keep our head clear in the midst of so much division and contradiction? So I, I... when COVID hit, uh, all my travel got canceled, and I was able to write this book. And the first six chapters analyze what's going on, and people tell me that now that they're able to name it, they're no longer troubled by it. And then the next seven chapters talk about pathways forward. They talk about how we can keep our bearings, how we can be solidly planted in the truth of Christ and the church, uh, how we can do spiritual warfare, how we can kind of basically keep our eyes on Jesus and not be kind of torn away by, by the evil. That's wonderful. And I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's helpful, like, as you mentioned earlier, that sometimes you just have to put like a name to something. Yeah. Something's troubling you and you're, there's like uh, the devil works a lot through confusion. I think he mm-hmm. people get very confused and they, they tend to stop right there. And um, if they kind of would proceed a little forward just to understand it more, ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance to yeah. know what's going on, to see things for how they really are. But with that constant, you know, as you mentioned way back in the beginning of the program, that constant reminder that like if Jesus is risen from the dead, like we're going to be okay. Yeah. He's control he's going to provide and even though it seems like you know evil's winning or um even people that are supposed to be doing the right thing and leading are kind of going down the wrong track like god even has those people in his hand too he's right and he's trying to save them too right all at the same time and so you know we look to each other we look to um people in authority over us for guidance but i think it's kind of like you know, with Peter in the water, like he has to keep his eyes on Jesus, and all yeah. of us individually have to do that, right? Absolutely, Mary Kate. That's really it. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus and not on the winds and the waves. Which doesn't mean that we deny that there's winds and waves out there, and it's really helpful to identify them. But at the same time, we need to know that Jesus is the Lord, 
and he's the same yesterday today and forever jesus is the lord and he's the same and he's in control and he's not worried he's not <laughs> that's yeah. the best news all day <laughs> yeah well you know psalm 2 it says the kings of the world are arraying themselves against the lord and his anointed and then it talks about how does the lord feel about this it says the lord in his heaven laughs the folly of human beings rebelling against God, the folly of human beings who think that they can impose their will on the world in any kind of way long term. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah, and thank and you know thank God that He is holding us in His hands and guiding mm-hmm. us, and mm-hmm. um, is the safe refuge. And if you don't mind me referencing really quickly, I watched a video you put out last week. Um, you're talking about um, babysitting your granddaughter, I think. Yes, yes. And you were talking about how the experience that you had just, you know, holding her and her resting with you, mm-hmm. and you were comparing that to how uh, God holds us. And I, I thank you so much for sharing that um, because it is like that. You know, God is sitting right there, and he wants to hold us, and he wants to do everything for us, I think. But it's yeah. really just a matter of, you know, like how much are we going to let him do for us? And children in that way are so trusting. They just throw themselves in your arms and fall asleep, you know? Yeah, I know. I It was a very special moment, and I was really happy I could do a video on it. And my daughter came in and took a picture of it while it was happening. We were able to put that in the video. It's only 10 minutes, so I would recommend it. People need some encouragement about being loved by God. Uh, go to Renewal Ministries' YouTube channel, put in Ralph Martin, and I think a week or so ago, I think it's called I Got a Glimpse of Eternal Love, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that, that title really got me, Ralph. I, I saw that title. I'm like, i yeah. got to watch this video, Glimpse of Eternal Love. Who doesn't want that, you know? Yeah, so. and, and, and then the scripture passage about the Lord saying, Even if a mother should forget her child, I will never forget you. And we just really need to hear that from the Lord. You know, and it's very much like the scripture passage you shared at the beginning of the program. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Ralph, I um, I can't believe it, but our time's almost running out. And I want to thank you so much for um, for coming on the program today. Thank you so much for um, all that you're doing for the church and serving the Lord and the way that you have just let the Holy Spirit guide your life, which has been so helpful to so many of us. And, um, you know, please, please know that you're in our prayers, and please keep us in your prayers. Yeah, well, thank you, Mary-Kate, for what you're doing for Catholic Radio. I must say I'm really very concerned about Father Leo, you know, uh, McKernan, who has a program on on this station, and he's just been a wonderful priest. I know he's very sick, and I I pray for him often, and I I hope I'll get news of him. Yeah, and and if if we could, maybe um, we could end this program doing a Hail Mary for Father Leo, if you wouldn't mind. I I love it. Hail Mary, full of grace, grace. the the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, blessed women, women, and blessed is is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ralph, and God bless you all, and look forward to being with you again. Bye now. Okay, bye.